Hey, 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 Pain to Purpose listeners. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pain to Purpose. As you all know, we are in our April series of when your plan isn't God's plan for you. And I'm super excited today because I have a special guest on tonight's episode with me. Um, I have known her for, goodness, since 2009, I believe, 2008, 2009. Um, A great woman of God, great personality, has a genuine love for people. We've been on mission trips together in Central America and in Africa, and we've we've had some many adventures (laughs) over the years. And I have uh, come to love the, the person that she is and the love that she has for people Um, always encouraging others, always just uplifting, despite what she's going through, she still always finds a way to pour into other people. She doesn't like titles. However, I call her evangelist, missionary, prayer warrior, prophetess, uplifter, motivational speaker, good friend, great mother. (laughs) Zalipa Cruz is on with me tonight. How are you, sugar? I'm doing great. Oh my goodness. No pressure after that introduction. <laughs> you know, I had, I had to throw that in there because I mean, it's all true anyway. So <laughs> sincerely, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited. A little nervous if I was honest, you know, just, I don't know necessarily nervous, but you know, you just always want to make sure too much given is much required, right? So as many people as you can reach, as many people as you can say the wrong thing to and lead astray. So um, I'm honored, but I also don't take it lightly. I take it with a with a great deal of responsibility, but I, I am honored to, to be on the podcast. And so when it is number one with Apple and Spotify and all the platforms, I can be like, well, I know her on April <laughs> 28th. I was on there. Wait a minute. So when you think I knew Nakisha Rollins, I knew Michelle Angeles Rollins, doctor. So, but I'm doing great. She she had to throw him back out there. <laughs> I did. Well, we definitely received that number one. Speak it. Of course, it, it, it's not about us, but as many as we can reach. Let each one reach one. So, yes, absolutely. As you know, our series this month is when your plan isn't God's plan for you. What has that looked like for you? You know, as I was thinking about that question, honestly, I try to make sure that really not necessarily the off the top of my head, but my first response, I think, is always your genuine, transparent, vulnerable response so I try to go off of that. And honestly, I kind of laughed inside when I thought about it. Cause I was like, I feel like that's been my whole life. Like, <laughs> my life. like this, this is nothing where I'm sitting at even right now was not in the plan, you know? Um, so, you know, I think for me, it's looked like definitely distinguished pinpoints of when I, knew to do better and deliberately did not because I wanted what I wanted. And so God has really, I've truly come to learn his grace, his mercy, his love, his faithfulness in him having plan A for me 
and me, we're not even going to put myself and say B, but me choosing like plan X, Y, Z. And um, it's just amazing how we are not perfect. We will make mistakes. We will choose not his way, but yet we can still cling to Romans 8 and 28 that I won't always do the right thing, but I know I'm called and I know I love him. So he can't lie. He will do what he, told, he said he would, would do, which is work all things for my good. And so it, it just amazes me, like I said, that even when he has plan A and I choose plan X, he still works that thing out for my good in some form or fashion. And I hope I answered your question. And so, you know, I could really go on and on. And I think specifically here recently, what that really looked like for me was I was in my second marriage and I felt like I had done everything right and, you know, did all the steps leading up to it. And of course, was felt like I had more discernment and more keen and spiritually aware. Still, of course, you never know, right? Still um, somewhat like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Or God, you know, close that door all the way up until I do, if it's not meant to be. Um, and so when that ended and in between that time period, you know, praying and seeking God for children, more children, and it'd be done the right way within the confounds of a marriage, according to the word and, you know, praying for God to bless and seeing him bless everybody else. And then for that um, marriage to end and to thank God that he didn't answer my prayers, uh, I think is a, a very real tangible way that I saw him take what I necessarily wanted and even had tried to do through fertility specialists and prayer, you know, anything possible before even starting IVF. But thank God he not only knew the past, the present, but he knew the future, right? And that he he knew my heart and my desires, but he also knew his heart and his desires. And I thank God that he knew I wouldn't want to be a, a single mom of another child you know, um, and raising that child alone. And so it, the no, the not yet, the negative test, the, you know, what happens month after month, it, it wasn't easy. You know, I think sometimes we read the Bible and um, we forget that when these people were going through these things, they didn't know you know, the last book of Joshua. Esther didn't know the last chapter of Esther. You know, um, Paul didn't know all of the end of the New Testament. And so I think we often forget as we're reading and studying his word that they went through not knowing the end. And it's the same thing that we do, right? And I was recently listening to some sermon and it was, although the the Bible, as far as in form and written, is completed from Genesis to Revelation. We know his word says that we are living epistles read by men. 
So we are still, because the word of God is God, we are still walking around the word. So I think when it comes to thinking about, you know, the whole title of the podcast and the fact that his, you know, the pain, the purpose and the pain, and when your plans don't line up with God's plans, we have to think in that same format of our brothers and sisters in Christ and the word of God that we're learning from. And that I haven't read Zalipa chapter 55, right? And so um, even though it hurt, his no for years hurt of no child, I can stand here now in whatever, maybe chapter 37, since I'm 37, maybe that's the chapter I meant today. Um, in chapter 37, when I didn't understand it in chapter 34, chapter 35, chapter 36, of what he was doing that I have learned, especially right now in the level of contentment and singleness to, I never understood when people, you know, if it ain't God, I don't want it. That wasn't me. I could, that wasn't me. I was like, well, I mean, if it ain't God, mm, I might want it, you know? Mm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I still, I might not want it as much, but I don't know that I'm there in my heart. Yeah, that's good to say lip service in my head, but I'm, I, I am finally closer there to say that truly, if it is not of God, not his plan, not his purpose, not his desire, then I don't want it. And, and learning to live a life of contentment, like Paul said, you know, learning to abound in a base and live in whatever state that I am in, knowing that he has grace for this space and this place, even when it doesn't seem like it's my plan or what I want. And um, I, is it Psalms 37, 14? I, don't quote me on that. I can't remember, but you know, just basically I was sharing with a friend this week and it goes along with the whole plans going to a different God's plan versus your plan. And oftentimes we quote the end of the scripture of him giving the desires of our heart. And we want those desires and all of our plan to be met, but the, but the beginning is delighting in him. Right. And so I'm learning that as I delight in him, and it seems like things that I haven't even prayed for are being answered. It's not that they're not, that I didn't pray for them, but my desires are finally becoming his desires because of abiding, delighting, spending time with him. And I think that that's not just in the beginning and in the end, but even in the middle, that's all he wants from us is to delight in him so that our desires, our plans can line up to his. And I'll say this last thing and be done. Um, (laughs) Even with this too, I'm learning that often we, we trust according to our timeline. We trust him according to our timeline. And so we have plans, we have things that we want to have happen and we trust God in them according to our timeline. I'll have that house by the time I'm 30 those two children by 36, the marriage by 25. And then when that doesn't happen, you're stuck. And we've heard it before. Well, you know, did God ever give you those dates? You know, is that culture and man, or is that kingdom and the word and Mm -hmm. God? And so that's things that I've been focusing on on this week is, is my trust lining up to his truth 
or does my trust line up to my my or my trust in him line up to my timeline that's good so one thing I like that you said the fact that you said God's plan a because I think a lot of times we have our plan a and then when plan a doesn't work out we seek God for his plan b so he's the backup right and so like you said we have to delight ourselves in him, meaning he should be first. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness and everything else shall be added. But a lot of times, you know, because we like to appease our flesh. <laughs> and like you said, we want what we want when we want it. Yeah. And so it, we find us when it doesn't happen, we can find ourselves sitting back, even mad at God because, you know, you said, if I ask, I shall receive. And I've asked for this and I wanted it this time and this place. And, but it didn't happen like that. Now I'm mad because you ain't do what you said you was going to do. But like, you right. said, did, did God tell you that? Or did your flesh tell you that? Or society sets these standards that by this age, you should be here. And by this age, you should be there. Like you were saying, you had your plan that, you know, I want to be married by this age. I want this amount of kids by this age. And it's funny because you said the same thing that I said, had I had gotten what I wanted, I would be a single mother of seven kids because I had always wanted seven children. And I was like, where I was, I would have been divorced with seven kids by myself. And, and a lot of times, you know, well, not a lot of times, all the time, God sees what we can't see. Right. He knows our ending from our beginning. And so because he can see what we can't, he's like, I can't do that right now because of what's coming. And then yeah. we're sitting back like, but God. So I like the fact that you, you know, that's good. God's plan A. God should always be first. Too often yeah. we go ahead and try to follow through with our own plan. And then God is our backup. When we mess it up, then we want God to come fix it. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I love how you, you you put that. And then also, I like something that you said as we were um, chatting prior to the call, you had made a statement. You said you like to leave people better than you found them. That's powerful. Yeah. That's so profound. Can you expound on that? Yeah, I don't know who, you know, I, I can't say that it's my words, but it's a quote. I, I love quotes. And that was a quote that I had heard years ago. And now living in Orlando, I'm no longer in the Bible Belt. And it is, I guess I didn't realize, I won't say the word easy, but there, when your environment is very much like-minded, whether it be all, you know, church and then the Bible belt and every, and faith is a pillar where you work, it is, it's easy to blend in and not stand out for your faith. And so I have now living in Orlando, you've seen all the stuff about homosexuality in the news and with Disney. And we are in the heart of it and work and inclusion. And I am all about, regardless of the gender, non-gender, who you choose to be with, that God calls us to love and respect people, period, humankind, right? And be kind. And so 
I had been struggling just with, that was one of my prayers, just moving here of, you know, God, I, I want, I will, I still want not my light, but your light to shine in me. And what does that look like? You know, when, when maybe it's not as blatant about my faith because not everybody else is, or I'm not, I'm around people that believe in multiple religions. You know, it's not just they're religious and it's Christianity, it's Buddhism, it's, you know, Catholic, all types. And I truly believe that we don't have to, another quote, you know, we don't, people, um, people don't want to hear God as much as they want to see God in our lives. Uh, Kate, we've been listening to a lot of Christian rap, which you still have to listen to the words too, but one of them, <laughs> Kate, he talks about that, you know, the world doesn't care that you keep, keep Christ in Christmas if you can't keep Christ in Christian. And mm. so that's one of the things that, you know, I've been challenging myself with what is when people are in my presence, because I am a child of God, because he lives in me, whether they know it or not, or know him, they should feel his presence too. Um, whether that be love, encouragement, empowered, all of the fruits of the spirit, right? Being, being patient with them, <laughs> um, all of those things, being, being peaceful. You know, I love when people come to my house and they're like, oh my goodness, it's so peaceful. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> right over. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever you brought in here, just know that this is it. <laughs> Um, so that's, you know, I think it's to, it's as, as small as smiling when I'm walking at the park and everyone's on their, you know, phone or you catch somebody's eye to as big as people will, even people that don't know God will recognize that there's something different about you when you work with them. And so like Paul said, always be ready to give an answer to the hope that is in you. And I think that's truly leaving people better than you found them, that even when they bring you their problems or their gossip or their complaints, that you're not so super Christian that you don't validate their feelings and hear them out, but that you validate their feelings. I'm in this group right now with um, Michelle Williams Restored, and there were so many people, the package um, was expensive and so many people that were discouraged and so encouraging people regardless on any magnitude of validating their feelings but then at the same time giving them hope in some form or fashion or encouraging them so that whatever they brought your way they left with something better amen and i think ultimately that's god's plan absolutely yeah for sure I agree. I think that that is kingdom and ministry at its finest beyond the four walls, right beyond church, whether it be at the grocery store, um, like we were saying earlier, living epistles read by men. And so, you know, what are people reading off of you? And, and it doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes you jump right in the gossip, you jump right in the complaining, um, that type of thing. I, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> we all have our moments. <laughs> But overall, you know, having that when you've been so used to, you know, going back to his plan versus your plan, when you've been so used to being in ministry and a title 
and so involved in church to where you no longer have that and you are on the receiving end and you are in a pew and helping here and there, it's easy to get wrapped into, am I doing enough? Am I in God's plan? And forget that ministry is not the title that you had, the church that you were a member at, the productive or busyness that you were doing, the programs that you were running, the doors that you were locking of the church, the gate that you were closing. That is so much more, right? That it, it is literally your everyday life. And so um, that, that quote has really helped me where right now we are, you know, definitely faithful to a church financially and physically, but I go and I leave. I don't know who turns the lights off. I, I don't know who handed out, you know, I don't know who's counting the money. And I don't know the details. I don't know who turns the lights, you know, for production on and off. Uh, but that doesn't mean that God does not still work through me and that ministry and who he is, is still not here. And that even with God's plan A, which, you know, do I, do I know it? Do I know it before I was young and, you know, sex before marriage? Did I know it before I married my first husband and that didn't work out? You know, all of these detours in the road, do I even know God's plan A? I couldn't tell you. I could tell you mine was just to, you know, go to nursing school, become a traveling nurse one day, have a family, be married to one man the rest of my life with the family. But I can't necessarily say that that was God's plan A, but uh, I think it goes back once again to just show his grace, his love and his mercy that even with all the mistakes that I've made and will make and continue to make, um, man, some days you wouldn't even know it. You know, I, I, people don't know me right now. And I think that they would be astonished to know that I'm divorced times two. And uh, that I think that still goes back to as well, you know, that leaving them better, leaving them, having them leave my presence better than they found me because I'm so much bigger than the mistakes that I've made or the, the plans that I chose that weren't God's plans, but it all doesn't point to this vessel. <laughs> it all points to him, right? I'm only bigger than that because of his righteousness, because mine is filthy rags, only because of who he is and greater is he than he who is in the world. Amen. And I think, and let me just make this disclosure for the listeners. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, Grace is a license to see and grace just means go out there and, and do whatever, you know. However, I, I, I truly believe because, you know, God knows our ending from our beginning. So he knows everything we're going to do before we do it. And so I can't help but to think that he's already factored in those moments where we are married to our plan and aren't necessarily falling in line with his plan, you know. Yeah. I think it's in those, like you call them detours that we're able to experience God the more because, mm -hmm. you know, if we don't have those moments, 
Where do we learn to trust God? Where do we learn to call on him? Where do we learn to depend on him? Right. And I'm not like, again, I'm not saying this just means go out there and make your own plans. Like God will show me his whenever he chooses to show me. You know what I'm saying? But I do think some of those are those moments where it's the moments that shape us into who we are, you know, because those are what some people call growing pains. It helps mm-hmm. to, to grow us and to develop us into. So the next time we'll know better, you know, we won't be so quick to make our own plan and get, okay, wait, let me pause. Okay, God, what, what, do, you, what do you think about this? It yeah. teaches us to first seek God and to, to ask him before we do it rather than do it, then ask him. You know, a lot yeah. of people say, do and ask for forgiveness later. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that applies to God, yeah. <laughs> but we do have those moments where we do it. And then we got to be like, Lord, forgive me. Okay. Now what does you want me to do? You know, yeah. we have our yeah. Jonah moments where it's like, I know he's saying this, but I'm gonna go ahead and try it this way. You know, yeah. and then he got to come rescue us just like he did Jonah. But then we get back on track, you know, and it, it took that moment to, for Jonah's eyes to be open. And we can look all throughout scripture where a lot of people didn't get it the very first time, you know, mm-hmm. David had his, his process, like everybody that God used greatly, they all had their own process. Right. And so we don't have to feel bad about our process. Like you said, you don't have to feel ashamed because of your story. You know, that's your story. That's your testimony. That's mm-hmm. your process. And had you not gone through what you went through, you may not be who you are today. So I think God has factored all of that in and that's what makes Zalipa Zalipa, you know? And so you can dust your shoulder off, you know, you don't have anything to be ashamed or to feel bad about because that has been a part of your journey, your process. And in that you're learning God's plan for your life. Yeah. Yeah. Learning what it means to, you know, delight yourself in him. Right. Right. I heard someone ask the question, you know, God, what was on your mind when you made me? And I think in addition to like what you were saying, I think during those detours, those valleys, you not only learn who God is, but you learn who he made you to be and why and that purpose. And I think that helps you to get closer to his plans for your life and seek them and want them. And I love that question, you know, of, and it's so individual. He's such an individual job, you know, God, he didn't make me to be missionary Rollins. You know, he didn't make me to be somebody else, but God, who am I? And in that revealing, it helps you be anchored to know how to find that purpose and that pain from the detours. Yeah, that is so true. And then you learn to, <clears throat> it's funny because like, and I'm sure you've read that scripture thousands of times, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But like you said, a lot of times we reread parts of a scripture. Yeah. <laughs> God going to give me the desires of my heart. Right. Oh, wait. I have to delight myself in him. Yeah. And so it's funny because I was in my prayer closet the other night and, and I, I quote this scripture. It has been my favorite scripture since the very first time it was actually the first scripture that I learned by memory in vacation Bible school many years ago. Um, I'm 40 now. So many, many years ago, um, <laughs> Romans eight and 31, mm. if God be for you, Ooh. who can be against you? And like, that's always been my go-to scripture. Well, like the other night that scripture hit me differently 
Mm. Because I've always looked at it as, you know, because you always have people coming up against you. And it's kind of like, if God be for me, who can be against me? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That that part stuck out. But the other night in my prayer closet, the part that stuck out was, God is for me. Yeah. God is yeah. for me. God is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what really stuck out. And it's like, you know, God is for me. Like, and yeah. you have to make it personal right. in order to understand that personal intimacy and that personal relationship with him. And so, you know, like I say, different parts of our journey helps us to see the many attributes of God. God has so many innumerable attributes, you know, Mm -hmm. he can be everything that you need him to be for everybody all at one time, you know? And and so he, he, he's the same God that plays different parts in our lives at different times. Right. He's always Abba father. But in this moment, he's my comforter. In this moment, he's my strength. Oh, in this moment, he's my vindicator. Oh, in this moment, he's my friend. You know, it's the awesomeness of God. And so I think that journey helps us to experience God in so many different ways. That's outside of anything that we could ever comprehend. Because I think a lot of times we think we have God figured out. And it's like, we can never have God figured out. Ever. (laughs) Ever. And so... I thank God, you know, for your journey. I thank God because I believe, like I say, you know, it's our, it's during those journeys. And I think it's good that we write out our plans because you have to have some, some kind of plan. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think that helps us to, again, to learn and to depend more on him. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable and it can be frustrating when, you know, you have this plan and then God's like, nope, that's not the plan I have for you. And so- I think some people struggle with that. I've struggled with that. You know, even been here in Columbia, not having family or anybody. It's like, this was your plan for me to be lonely by myself. I felt lonely with family, but now I'm really lonely. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, so, and and having to encourage yourself and learning to depend on nobody but him in that moment. So what would, how would you, or what words of encouragement would you give individuals who are struggling with, you know, man, I thought this was my, you know, this is the plan I had and I thought it was God's plan, but clearly God got something else in mind. And they're either waiting to hear what God's plan is, waiting, you know, for God to show them or they're struggling. He's already revealed to it and they're struggling on letting their plan go so that they can hold on, grab on to God's plan. What would you say to encourage those types of individuals? You know, I think immediately one of the things I'm learning is our journey, our testimony is so individual. So I would encourage that person to keep going, you know, keep seeking God for what it is he has for their life, but to not be so distracted or swayed by what God is doing in other people's lives because it's so easy to get wrapped up through social media, through everything else of it's hard when God answers your prayer for somebody else, (laughs) you know, that, that marriage you wanted, that child you wanted, that new city that you wanted, that new family. And he does it for somebody you're close to. 
And so I think it's so, you have to be so intentional on seeking God and not being wrapped up in comparing because what God has for you is so particular and unique to who he's made you to be. So I would hope that somebody would be encouraged that you may see, you know, you may want something good. I think it's hard, but especially it's our plans and they're good decisions, but understanding that because of God's sovereignty, he wants best. And we always want best over good. And, and God is the best and has the best and wants the best. Like you were saying, Romans 8 and 31, that's my work scripture because I'd be going <laughs> to warfare with it. You know? somebody say something, but it, it truly is like, not only before you, but even if we think about the English word before you, that's before you, right? Like it's not after me, it's before me. And so God goes before you. So he's already gone into your future and knows that the plans that he has for you and goes before you, regardless of what it looks like, what it feels like, what people are saying. And a lot of times it's not what people are saying, but even what you're telling yourself. And so I would, like I said, be careful of being encouraged to not compare, um, continue to seek God, and then also be careful about what you're telling your own self and the thoughts that you're saying to your own self about your plan and your future and making sure that they line up with what God is saying and that you're not being, you know, your own discourager, worst enemy, cast downer, because a lot of times it's not even external. It's what we see, you know, either with our eyes on our phone or here, and then what we tell ourselves. And, and I think just realizing that so many of us didn't have good fathers. And so it's hard to understand that he is a good father and that he wants our, his, his best for our lives. But truly there's nothing that he withholds as punishment or pain or shame or guilt from you to make anything worse for you. But it, it truly is all for our good and learning to trust that and put your faith in that. Amen. Amen. Well, I definitely thank you for joining us on tonight. Um, again, we are grateful to have Zalipa Cruz on the podcast thank with us tonight. And we definitely appreciate discussion. And I definitely want to have you back because you, um, you, you hit a few things that I would love to expound on in another discussion. <laughs> so definitely going to have to have you back. Let um, me go my prayer closet. Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, you sparked something. Um, so that's so why I told you and another person, y'all both had done sparked something. So we definitely going to have to have you back to have that, that discussion. And so I'm going to end tonight's podcast with, um, you said it wasn't your quote, but hey, we adopt stuff all the time and we, you know, apply it to our lives. And yeah. so to leave people better than you found them. So let's work on leaving people better than we found them. And to be, like she said, the living epistles read of God, because sometimes our life is the only Bible that people read. So remember, you know, the word says that people will know that we belong to him by the love that we show. And so yeah. let's show love to people, no matter what walk of life they come from and to realize 
we we once needed that same love, that same grace, that same mercy, that same forgiveness. So let's be quick to give it just as we are to receive it. And until next time, love you. Ain't a thing you can do about it.